Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good morning, Gary and Rachel. I'm so pleased to have you, Gary, back on the show and uh, Rachel, you for the first time. So it's really great to meet you both. Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Firstly, thank you for having me. Um, So my name is Rachel and I'm Specialty Lines Manager at Kingsbridge um, and I run effectively our new schemes division. So today I'm sure you'll hear a little bit more about our new schemes. Absolutely, that's the aim, isn't it? Gary, we do know you because we've listened to you on the show at least twice before, I think. But do you want to give us a view? Sure, yeah. I'm Gary, Gary Williamson. I'm the Managing Director of Kingsbridge Insurance Brokers, part of the uh, the Kingsbridge Risk Solutions family. Fabulous. Okay, so one of the things that I'm quite keen to talk about today, and I think it feeds really well into what you guys are doing, we're relaunching a number of different areas as well. So I think it's quite an exciting topic. And it's about, I suppose it's about building relationships for you guys specifically across the affinity groups that you're working in, but how we use events and and those type of conferences, exhibitions to do that. I know you guys did something quite, you know, you went went big at Biba. um, And I, I just wanted to talk through that because I know a lot of brokers grapple with this idea of what you do when you go to these conferences exhibitions events and how you maximize the spend that you put into there so I don't know Gary if you want to start and tell us a bit about what you guys went for at Bieber and what the thinking behind it was and we'll go from there sure yeah no thank you um so Bieber Bieber was always on our radar um this year it's it is a great event in in the insurance space and something that we you know, I've been involved in um, in every role I've, I've ever had, pretty much. I think for us, we've launched a, a wholesale business effectively within within Kingsbridge in the last um, the last year or so. Um, we've got a set of products within the business that lend themselves really well to to being wholesaled, and we wanted to get that that message out. And I think we we then we're a little bit further on than we um, we maybe anticipated with the great work that Rachel's done since she's been in the business with some of our, our new schemes and um, our new scheme that we launched obviously at, uh, at Bieber was uh, was the funeral directors um, product something Rachel and I are both very familiar with and the we, we just took the opportunity to I guess um, toss a coin and see who other people would would think our idea was a, was a great idea or a um, yeah, a less a less uh, great idea, but um, yeah, no. Look, so we we, we had the hearse outside B, but we we tried to to have a little bit of, of fun with the with the event. You know, we had a um, you know a reasonable size stand for a business of, of our size, um, and we got our message out. And I think it's really important that 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 we did. And I think you know, talk about affinity relationships for us in, in the insurance broker space, they are you know a big part of our of our client base and um, and, and growth um, at Kingsbridge. So that wholesale. Is, is really important to us so we just wanted to get the message out and I think really draw people into Kingsbridge and I think the other the other piece is Kingsbridge is a a large insurance um, broken business um, but not necessarily one that's that's familiar to a lot of people so I think it's really important that we um, we kind of made a bit of a splash with the brand so I think a lot more people know about Kingsbridge post Bieber in our market than they did beforehand so at least I guess there's no such thing as bad publicity and uh, and people were definitely talking about us Go big or go home. Exactly. 
what kind of conversations did you get to have as a result of having a hearse out the front of Bieber? Lots of different ones, to be honest with you. Um, the main question is, what is the hearse doing outside Bieber, which is what we wanted. Aside from people coming over to collect freebies, sometimes it's difficult to engage with people because there's so much going on. Um, so to be sought out at that event to specifically discuss what was outside was really helpful for us because it started the conversation and then we could start talking about the product. Um, so yeah, rather than just making a noise, it also started those conversations with the people that we wanted to talk to. I had quite an interesting conversation very recently with somebody about maximizing the opportunities post-event. So you go all out for the, for the two-day conference. What have you guys been able to do or a nice leader here in for what you're going to do, which uh, is involves me. Um, what what do you think? What other ideas have you got happening so that the money that you put into the actual event continues the message long past the event? It's it's the age old and, and biggest challenge I think for us, um, and always has been at any of these kind of events. Be it you know we talked a lot about Bieber, but but any. Um, you know any sector event that, that we're in so you know you know from the conversations we've had we're we're, we're big into the recruitment sector we'll be attending recruitment expos as, as we have but it's it's how do you get more out of of, of those you know that you you put all that energy into the event all that cost into the event and then you look at roi and you scratch your head around how you know how do we measure this and, and ultimately it's about income that comes out of it how do you follow up how do you not just send dry emails out to people post event because you've managed to get their business cards or, or you know permission to, to send them emails and things like that so you know what we've been talking about is a really exciting opportunity to do something that's not really been done before certainly not in the sectors that, that, that we've been involved in and i really like the idea of and i think that constant engagement that follow-up engagement um and almost that reminder of the of the value and the fun of the couple of days that you've had at these events is is huge you know you there's a lot of buzz there it's how do you carry that buzz on and and, and take it forward so perhaps I'll, I'll leave the floor to you for that sarah <laughs> well it, it's kind of come out of what was i was supposed to be doing at Bieber, but uh, i got covid so couldn't attend um and what what I am really excited about, and I'm so glad you are too, and that we're able to work together on this, is I believe strongly that the personal element of events, you know, that the, the, the relationship building, meeting the people, that's where the magic is. And if you could capture that and, and sort of use those captures both for, to, to provide real-time insight into what your prospect marketing or your prospect universe is actually thinking what problems they're having why they go to these events that type of stuff from a from a business strategic perspective but also testimonials conversations the real um you know what keeps you up at night have you heard about this what do you think about that that really easy conversation so what we're going to be doing uh, for everybody listening is we're going to be going to the nec um or i am going to be going to the nec with kingsbridge and interviewing people there people that are coming to the trade show about why they're there, what they hope to get from being there, what problems they have, and a whole range of things that will provide a massive information as well as a massive really personal marketing stuff. So, so I'm really excited about doing it. I think, I think it's going to be awesome. And I know we've had the conversation, and I think it's in October that we're doing this, but you guys, you particularly, Rachel, are building out a lot of relationships in different affinity markets, I suppose, aren't you? 
so you're going to be doing a lot of these type of events. Do you want to talk to us about your thoughts on what we're doing at uh, the Recruitment Expo, but also other things you're trying? Yeah, I think that sounds really interesting because the main part of that there is you're listening to your audience, your prospects, whereas we spend a lot of time when we go there selling and talking. So that kind of reverse and getting the feedback is really important because sometimes you say you come away and you feel like you've spoken to at a lot of people, but perhaps not build those personal relationships that you need to be able to take it forward. Um, so more recently, um, the event we attended just a few weeks back now in the funeral space at NFE um, was really important for us. And I think perhaps we took that approach. So whilst we didn't exhibit it, we spent the time going around and listening and engaging with those partners um, to really understand or validate what we know about the industry, what's going on, what are those pain points, what do our clients need, um, which was really helpful for us. And even sitting in on the seminars that the, the team there were putting on, rather than just spending our time selling, really getting under the skin of the industry we think is the most important thing you have to know the sector before you can sell to them so while we're sure that we know so much during the years and years of work we've done things change so it's really important to be have your finger on the pulse so to speak i think that's quite a difficult thing to do i think like these expos and events and, and conferences we, without probably even consciously being aware, you have an agenda, it's a, not you, but one has a very specific agenda. And it's really hard not to filter what's coming back at you through the agenda. So I think what you just said is, is really, really interesting. It's very hard to pull off. Um, and, it, and like you say, it's it's a lot of practicing and it's, it's um, be, I suppose, being wide open, isn't it? To, to sponging up the information. That's a great phrase. I think I'm going to coin that, sponging up the information. Um, Gary, what else is going on from, from exactly what Rachel's just been speaking about within yeah. Kingsbridge across the board for these type of events, post-events, conferences, etc.? Uh, tons, tons. I think we've, uh, you know, we, we've really sort of boosted up our, our marketing um, budget, marketing spend and team actually in, in the last um, year or so since I've been at, at Kingsbridge. And I think, you know, we see relationships ultimately say this is what it all comes down to. It's how do you how do you manage, build relationships, grow relationships, develop relationships. And we want to find as, as many opportunities to, to do that in the sectors that we, we you know, we, we really um, focused on on building in some which are, are established sectors for us but some with with Rachel's skill set and other individuals coming into into the business some that we we're looking at entering as, as well in in a very big way um within the Kingsbridge brand and and, and around that as well which, which could be very interesting so I think um you know for us I, I use the term there marketing budget um straight away which brings you back to your own agenda which is you know how do we get ROI for it how do we get something back from from what we're we're putting in but Ultimately, you know, some of these are quick wins and some of them are a little bit slower where you're building relationships. And, you know, we, we, we know that from the insurance sector. That's what this industry is all about. And I think these kind of shows and been out about building a presence, building a brand in sectors is, you know, is, is a long term win for us as, as well. But I think, you know, the, the key thing, Rachel touched on it as well, is we're doing an awful lot of research, a lot, a lot of research, not just you know having the arrogance of, of knowing that we've always done this or we've done it in a certain way so therefore it must be, be true today but really building relationships with with not just with the, the end customer but you know the, the different trade bodies the different groups out there in the sectors that that we operate in 
to really understand not what the problems are today because those problems are possibly getting fixed but what are the problems around the corner you know what's coming what's the next challenge what are the next issues that those guys are, are going to face in that industry to make sure that any products that, that we launch uh, in that space or products that we already have in that space can evolve um, to suit the needs of, of, of where those industries are going I think that for us is the most exciting part of you know, we've certainly not started with a blank sheet of paper. We've got a very strong, very well-established business in, in a lot of sectors and, and a lot of brands. But I think, you know, launching these new schemes into, into different sectors, it, it feels like almost a sort of fresh start. But it's, you know, how do we how do we add the value that we've, we've added, you know, the, the, a good quality experience business that understand that sector can, can do? But how do you also really add value as, as somebody coming in there that, that knows and understands the challenges of, of those space? And I think it's, it all comes back to relationships, having relationships within those sectors and with the right people. So long answer to a short question, Sarah, but, but what are we doing? It's, it's, you know, more of what we've been doing, which is listening, building relationships and building a brand and building a presence in, in the spaces that we want to operate in. One of the things that I'm going to throw back at you and see what you think about it. Um, and I'd be interested in your, in your thought as well, Rachel, there is, a really fundamental shift that's been going on since before COVID, exacerbated by COVID, but in terms of how one goes about getting the message out, how one goes about listening, building those relationships. And it's sort of the, the old school days, and to use an analogy that somebody, I think very highly of, uh, used to me not that long ago the old school days of you know sitting with a tie on in a in a room talking uh, are so far gone or you know almost I'm, I'm not saying print advertising is gone but it's much much more interactive it's much personal much more personal it's much more relatable that the world is moving to so how how I suppose this is a question for you Rachel how are you managing that beyond the event space beyond just going and, and listening and what do you really mean by listening like how how do you do what's different because everybody says we're bringing value we're you know we're listening we're there for the client everybody says that what is it that you guys are doing differently and what's your thinking behind it so firstly uh, in terms of listening so there's a couple of key areas i talk about the funeral industry but there's a, a couple of uh, key areas there that are changing that are going through the turbulent times so whilst it's easy to say we know what's going on, um, how is this affecting our potential clients? Um, what partners are finding that they need more help in this area? Because as an insurance broker, your job isn't just to sell an insurance product anymore. So what else can we do? How can we tie it in? How can we change what we offer? Or find partners that can supplement that um, to really fix these issues, rather than just seeing our sole goal um, to provide an insurance product. So it's more of an all-encompassing offering. Um, again, you talk about the way things have changed. Well, I say specifically at the moment, I'm living and breathing the funeral world. Things are changing a little bit slower there. So it's a very traditional industry. So it's being dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century, into the digital age. So how do we kind of capitalise on that, but also not, um, not exclude those that are still happy with print they want pen and paper they want to do it like that so I think it's offering um in terms of marketing strategy a bit of both you've got to find the, the combination and very much personal to the particular sector the particular individual that you're working with 
because otherwise you can just to say single out those that particularly do want just LinkedIn marketing or that just want to see it online. There are still those that would like the print advertising um, and that, as I say, want to be dragged into this new world. But are used to dealing with their insurance in that way. So I think it's having that understanding of your target audience and not making those assumptions um, up front. I think the understanding is really key there. Yeah, so if I can just add a, a point there as well, I think, you know, Rachel touches on something that's really important that, that you know, we don't just have one style. And I think the, importantly, really for us, we, you know, we, we're looking at entering into some some sectors or, or working with groups that, that have gone through quite a, a big evolution during COVID and are still learning the way that, that they operate sort of going forward. And I think also a lot of industries that have been very traditional in terms of their, their you know, their, their style and, and how they work. So I think for us, it's it's around, you know, we talk about listening and understanding, but it, it really does mean that it's listening and actually hearing and not just listening saying, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't fit our strategy. So we're going to do it that way anyway. You know, we, we do see a space where we have to engage with different types of, of customers in their groups in different ways. Um, but I think as well, importantly, we use the term affinity an awful lot. And what does that actually mean for us? We're talking about working with partnerships, working with with industry experts, trade bodies, sector experts, people that add value to those end clients in a, in a different way that you know will help us be the voice a little bit here. So we either sell products through those, which you know they're, they're getting feedback on a constant basis around this is what our industry needs. They understand that, that, that industry really well, that sector really, really well. So using those to help us in terms of the, the message journey, but also taking their feedback on it to say, you know what it's not just about the insurance products it's about this it's whether it's um, regulation coming into an industry whether it's something you know like that whether it's communication so i think it's really important that we have truly got the right kind of partners in place and we're very comfortable that in, in the sectors that we we're getting into that, that we have because you know you're not just listening to one person's opinion or one person's view who might be very different to somebody else that sits in a different part of the country or in a you know different end of that that sort of um, that, that sector so it's trying to get the collective voice as well as the individual voices and, and also engage with those in slightly different ways. I think that's that's hugely important. So, you know, we're building a business where you can buy products online that you can't buy products elsewhere in those sectors. But equally, we won't just sell products online. You know, we'll sell products to our, our sales team and different things. So it's just, it's it's listening, it's constantly evolving um, the, the sort of communication with those uh, those sector trade bodies experts as, as well so things will continue to change and we need to evolve with them i have a question um have you noticed changes in how your wholesale markets are listening reading support um you know broker to broker have you noticed a shift in that and i'm interested obviously because i work in the broker market too so Good question. So the, um, I think the insurance broker market is probably the one that's changed the least in some ways. You know, we're very traditional. You know, we we like to do business over a handshake and, and occasionally a bit. Um, look, no, I think yeah, we we have seen a change. Everyone's changed and, and evolved and adapted. I think you know, a big part of the reason that that wholesale has, has become a huge strategy for us and focus for us in in the the products that that we can wholesale is because. There's a gap there. You know, we, we've probably talked about this before, Sarah. I've definitely talked about it on, on different interviews um, previously where, you know, whether it was COVID, whether it was Brexit, whether it was just 
terrible insurance service generally or whatever it might be, whatever those excuses and reasons were, there became a, a gap in the in the wholesale space for good quality service providing businesses. And you know, and you know, we see a lot of MGAs that are prospering in in this market. We see a lot of wholesales that are prospering in this market that wouldn't have done five years ago because there's a need for it. So I think what we have found actually is is that you know service has become different you know getting access sometimes to underwriters in, in in some of these major insurers has become more difficult so i think for us what hasn't changed is the traditional broken values which is you know at the end of the day we lose customers if we don't deliver a great service and i think insurer services as you know not everybody but but generally as a term has been a challenge for a number of years so i think for us what's changed is there's there's that gap there that that we can now ourselves and other wholesalers and and other mgas and businesses like that can step into and deliver the traditional service actually that, that brokers crave because they need to give that service to their clients the word i have here and it's come up in podcasts previously is nimbility and i did a really interesting podcast with alistair roberts uh and with ian from uh, iprism both talking about this 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 <laughs> nimbility of um, smaller businesses with less legacy, less backlog, less being able to adapt in what is really, you know, odd environment that we've all lived through for the past uh, few years. So um, here it is, nimbility, making its way into a podcast again. And somebody was listening, must have been listening to the podcast and messaged me on LinkedIn just saying nimbility. And it brought me so much joy because uh, this keeps coming through. And um, what I'd be quite interested in uh, if anybody's listening to this, which hopefully they are, I would be really interested in your viewpoint on this particular topic. So if you, if you just want to PM me on, on LinkedIn or send me an email or whatever, I'd be really interested in those people listening about what it was that what it is they want and are not getting from their uh, sort of uh, insurer partners, wholesale broker partners, uh, uh, underwriting partners, the, the whole shebang. So I'd be really interested in that. I find this topic really, really interesting. Talk all day, every day about it. Is there anything that you would like to add, Rachel, to what Gary's just said about this, the whole thing? Regarding the wholesale world, um, I think you're right. And I love a new word. I think that kind of hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? There's um, nothing more frustrating for a broker than poor service. Um, and so what, what we're out there looking for as brokers um, it's a quick turnaround, it's visibility, flexibility, um, ease of trading. So we know that's what we want as brokers. So that's what we're trying to deliver to our brokers. I think that that's probably the best way to articulate it. I'm going to go full circle now from what we're just talking about, nimbility, good service, getting the message out there. And I'm going to go all the way back to Viva. Do you think the work that you put in, marketing spend that you put in, are you pleased? Was it a success? Would you do it again? Or would you do something differently? Yeah, um, it was a huge success, um, Sarah. We, we had a great Bieber, um, the, the best Bieber um, I personally have ever been involved in, I think, in terms of, you know, what we took away from it. Um, you know, we absolutely got it right in terms of the messaging. I think, you know, that's that's brilliant. Um, I think we had a, a, tried to have a little bit of fun um, about it, like I say, and I think there wasn't a pub that I went in um, over Bieber where somebody didn't say, you're the bloke with a hearse or something like that. So... As I've said in, in previous um, interviews, I definitely don't want to be known as the bloke with the hearse um, forever. So we're going to have to do something 
bigger and better and maybe a bit crazier um, next year. But no, look, Bieber, Bieber is a is a is a core strategy for us. We had a great event, a terrific event. Um, you know, kudos to, to Warren Bainbridge, our head of wholesale. That you've met one of these before that that sort of ran the event and and, and the whole team and did a terrific job. But I think the um, yes, we'll we will be doing Bieber again next year. We'll be doing Bieber even bigger. Um, so it's you know that's that's the success that, that we took out of it. You know you you look at cost and and you know all, all that sort of stuff that that you've got to do around these kind of events. But you know I think if you want to get a message out and you want to spread a word, using something like that as as, as a great vehicle, it's worked terrific for us, uh, and we'll continue to in, invest in in that and other um, other trade shows in um, in the spaces that we want to trade in. Amazing, absolutely fabulous, and I'm quite excited to see the bigger and better Bieber next year. I will not have COVID for that, so I will be there. Um, I just want to thank you both very much for your time. I always enjoy speaking to you both. And uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting conversation. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.